This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 3rd, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Much of the regulation surrounding Obamacare has yet to be written, and the law is most certainly headed for a high court challenge sooner rather than later, putting even more health coverage decisions into limbo. Grace Marie Turner is president of the Galen Institute. We spoke following a forum yesterday. The American people like the health care system we have. 80% of them are happy with their health insurance arrangements. And so one of the things that he had to promise the American people in order to get this legislation passed, and he said this very specifically at a meeting of the American Medical Association, if you like the health plan that you have now, you'll be able to keep your health plan. If you like your doctor, you'll be able to keep your doctor. And he didn't just say it once. He said it over and over. And all of the people that were in Congress working to get this legislation passed. So that assurance was really fundamental. And yet... A week after the election and a few months after this legislation was passed, Alyssa Mead, who's an analyst with McKinsey & Company, said that as many as 80 to 100 million people are likely to lose the coverage they have now and be forced into other coverage categories. Now, they'll very likely get other insurance, but it may not be of their choice, and they're not keeping the health insurance that they have now. So when the president made fundamental promises like that, that clearly could not be kept, and already we see children across the country, children in 20 states, the parents are not able to buy child-only policies. We see people by the hundreds of thousands losing the health insurance they have simply because of regulations that are going into effect now, even before the law fully takes effect. So the false promises that the administration made is one of the many reasons that the American people are so angry about this legislation. The regulatory regime under which a lot of these plans exist changes if you make any change to the health plan that you offer at all. So a lot of uh, insurance companies, before the law actually became law, made all those changes that uh, uh, would allow them to essentially gird themselves for uh, the long run. Well, some of them tried, but actually the the way the law was written, many people until a few weeks before the legislation passed in March of 2010 – Really, we weren't sure they were, Congress was going to be able to do that. So, so companies really had a hard time anticipating this legislation was going to pass and making the very difficult changes that they would have had to make to their policies. So, so the legislation basically backs up to say whatever policy was in place as of enactment, March 21 of 2010, that has to stay in place. But many companies, again, to a promise made by the president and others, that companies were told, don't worry about this because we're going to grandfather your plan. If you have a good health insurance policy that's working for you, that'll be grandfathered in, and this won't affect you. And companies all over the country, in every state, are now finding that the hoops they have to jump through once the regulations are out make it almost impossible for them to keep the plans that they have in place now. So not only were individuals deceived, but companies were deceived with a a false promise in order to get the law enacted. How will small employers, large employers, and individuals, uh, you know, most of them don't check regulations.gov. They're not that aware and they're rationally so not aware of 
a whole lot of what goes into the regulatory process. How is their behavior going to be uh, to be altered? I know companies, individuals, businesses—they want to go about their lives. They want to—they want to make money. They want to do whatever they're in the business of doing, and they don't want to have to spend a huge amount of time and money trying to track all these regulations that are going to cost them time and money and choices down the road. So, the. Many of the regulations are actually are being written to implement some early provisions of, of the law, and they are being released as interim final regs, which means the public has no opportunity to comment on them. That HHS and some czars are basically saying, here are the regulations, and we need to hurry up and get these in place because we have to move on to the next thing. So, so there's a lack of transparency, a lack of an ability to anticipate, and a, really a barrier to having the regulations influenced by public comment. And we see it over and over and over. Interim final regulations, meaning take it and you don't even have a choice. One of my friends uh, makes, a, makes a very good point when he talks about regulations that are written based upon laws that in a lot of ways aren't written very clearly. Essentially, the law delegates to the agency, hey, take care of this. And that's pretty much in a lot of cases, that's all the law really uh, tells them to do is, look, just take care of this. That's that's exactly right. And in fact, in this 2,801 pages of legislation, according to the Joint Economic Committee of the Congress, there are at least 2,000 references to the words, the secretary shall, meaning exactly that, giving her tremendous power to structure the legislation. I mean, the legislation is basically was a scaffolding. And all of the regulations are the buildings that are being constructed around this new law. And a lot of that is is something that the American people are going to have little or no say or input around. And already it's having an effect, as we see, with child-only policies being dropped in, in a number of states, with companies not able to keep the health plans that they had on the books because the grandfathering rules were so strict. This summer, the secretary is going going to release her regulation on what a health insurance policy must cover that you and I and everyone else is going to be forced to purchase under penalty of federal law. And that is going to be a regulation. That's not in the legislation. So there's tremendous power for the bureaucracy. And over the years, we've seen with Medicare, Medicare was originally about 135 pages of legislation. It's now 100,000 pages of regulation. So just extrapolate, you know, to a thousand pages of regs for every one page of legislation, the tremendous power this legislation is going to have to take over our health sector. Grace Marie Turner is head of the Galen Institute. You can read more on health policy at Cato.org.